1: Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: (laughs) Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date, terminal and gate. We wanna send you off in style. We wanna welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Mouth horn. <laughs> Life.
1: Uh, with Karen and Chris. Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgarriff. Hello, Karen, my friend.
3: Hello, Chris <laughs> in Montana.
1: I am a, right as you said that. A deer, there's baby deer in my backyard that look just like oh. Bambi with the little white spots. Oh. Um. I don't, I think I've talked about this deer that was in the backyard that had obviously been in a, some kind of a collision with a car, mm. and it, its tongue was always out, but was living a normal life, and its front leg bends the wrong way, kind of like a human's, like... No, no, no. Yeah, I know, mm. but has been that way for five or six years now, and just had a baby. <laughs> And I and kind of like we're we're trained to be a get happy because I'm like ah oh, the deer with a backwards leg had a baby but then I thought well then maybe it wasn't her choice you know she can't. I would, I,
3: Are you going to bring Bambi rape into no, the actions? No, I would never say story? that word. I it never, feels like that's what no, the direction is taking. Us. The point,
1: yeah, I know. <laughs> that, but you know me, my stories all come out and save themselves in the end. I was just happy. I'm just saying everyone has a type. And she you're fell right, in there's love. A
3: po- there's a pot for every lid.
1: Right. And there is a deer out there that's that wanted to have a Bambi baby with the deer with the long
3: tongue that's always out. That's the Isn't that I bet sweet? that deer is on TikTok because that's the big thing for selfies and stuff. You stick your tongue out. It's a way of being cute. Yeah. I better, it's like that's how you're cute these I've days. I've been
1: actually meaning to start doing that. but you know who's got the TikTok all figured out as our guest today
3: (laughs) yes finally someone young
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's gonna teach us how to be valid online you know our guest from uh, he's got a very amazing HBO comedy special called The Golden One you can watch it now Mm. what else he was in uh, Walking Dead I think and, He's got
3: uh, oh a podcast called the American Arts and Culture Review. More important, I mean, he does it all.
1: More important than Walking Dead. Everyone, put your hands together for <laughs> Whitmer Thomas. <laughs> woo woo! Thanks, thank y'all for having me. Um, thanks welcome. for all the
4: nice stuff. I, yeah. And um, I like that uh, y'all think of me as a young TikToker type.
1: <laughs> well, you're a skateboarder. You're. Uh, Uh, I dare I say distractingly handsome Mm. you are uh younger than me you're younger than me well
4: thanks thanks man that's awesome yeah you bet
3: (laughs) (laughs) all great compliments (laughs) that's
4: awesome I feel bad for like their true blue tiktoker 20 year olds who are like smoking hot You know, because they're making hot, hot 20 year olds right now are like making more mistakes than any year of hot people in like the history of time, like mistakes is in things they're going to be like kind of embarrassed by in a few years.
1: Yeah. Like they're 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 TikToks. They're being recorded.
4: Yeah. They're being they're recording themselves like hot boys are recording themselves going like. If a girl comes up to me and she's wearing that cherry chap- chapstick, you know she's gonna be getting my kisses yeah. and like licking their lips and like yeah. We did. I didn't do. Maybe I did that or I thought it, but I wasn't filming it. You're, that's a that's a
1: really good point.
3: Wait, <laughs> have you done a series of characters on TikTok as the people you should maybe you should get into that? A little bit. Uh, oh, or man. just
1: keep doing that cherry chapstick bit because that was pretty great.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's just did verbat- They all talk like they that they're they all talk like their jaws are broken. Like <laughs> they all the, talk like you know? they
4: have like they they have really they gotta wet their lips and their jaws are so pointy that like maybe they don't really open all the way, you know? Like <laughs> Like, um, yeah, if if you tell me what would happen if if you are seeing a girl who's pretty and then that girl just so happened to be being abused by her boyfriend, this is what I would be doing. And like, what's the, what is this, this scenario that they made up? Do you ever see those like the
1: act where they like there's a scene No. Yeah, well. well, no, because the, your point is you're exactly correct. I've only seen them when someone is. Making fun of them and responding to them in a TikTok. Yeah, yeah. So then they'll show them, you know, making fun of that person. They fall off their stool or whatever. But I I, there's
4: there's one right now that it's just like four different ways to laugh to make a girl like you. And it's just like a a guy going, "Change
3: your "Ah." laugh."
4: (laughs) And then like, (laughs) and then a guy going, "Ah." "It's like a dude." Showing you the way he laughs
1: to make and, girls wait, like and, him, and he's not kidding.
3: No, it's in, in earnest, yes. he it.
1: And yes. he'll be <sighs> he'll be so embarrassed in ten years. Yeah, and it's permanently wait. on the internet.
3: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, have you ever liked someone because of strictly the way they laugh? No. Uh, is that a thing to work on?
1: No, I I've not liked. I didn't know how talented Fran Drescher was because I was judging her based on her laugh uh, on the nanny and little did I know she was, uh, her whole career, she's really kind of a genius. And then, uh, but that oh, yeah. laugh, that laugh ruined everything for me.
4: Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes a, there's some people who have a laugh where they do the, they're laughing in the audience and I'm like, wow, what a laugh that person has there.
3: Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> having that laugh. <laughs>
3: A real standout, a real standout laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's no laugh that doesn't, uh, I, I don't like hearing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I really... You'll
3: take any kind? Yeah. Even I, a TikTok boy laugh? The only... Wait, la- wait. Sorry, I was just going to say, can you give Chris his four choices? Yeah, yeah. Of, of laugh. Because right? I
1: actually do want people to like me, and I do want it based <laughs> on my laugh. And my snort. People have been thinking... That's forced. So I don't want to do the snort, just loud snort. So let me hear the. Attractive- okay, well, let me try to do choices? it naturally. So could you just go over the um,
4: outline of the deer knee uh, tongue story? <laughs> sure, and I'll try sure. To Naturally. It's, do it's the a good bucks. example
1: of a very fun all the way through fun story. <laughs> uh, so while we were talking, a baby deer just went by the window here wit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's, number one. that's number one. And the mom is in the backyard. And mom's been in the neighborhood for a while. Her tongue is always permanently out. It, it's just no. always.
0: <laughs>
1: There's <That's> number two. <laughs> okay, good. I, I, I do like these laughs, and uh, you know, but I, I'm happy because you know she's a mom. And... No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Number three.
1: <laughs> There's always somebody for someone out there.
0: Mm
3: hmm. <laughs> I couldn't
1: think of a thir- uh, fourth one. I
3: couldn't think of it. The, That is like that TikToker was slowly getting choked. <laughs> that was his laugh trajectory. <laughs> it felt like.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That is the kind of thing you worry about when you're a kid, though. What the laugh, your laugh is cool, yeah. Oh, uh, dude, I had a friend who had a fake laugh, and he'd go,
3: Aww! And he
0: Oh, and kind of no. he
3: thought something was
4: funny, not cool. Did,
3: did he get that from do you think that was like, Oh, that's what the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did, or Oh, yeah, like some, from a movie or something? No,
4: you're absolutely right. Because being grown up in Alabama, everybody wanted to sound Californian, like all my mm-hmm. friends, so we would do whatever we could to mask our. And so he was really big on like, dude, that's absolutely like wicked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, what's what's funny is I noticed that in Boise, Idaho, I go to Boise, Idaho a lot and everyone there kind of talks like an 80s surfer guy, like, no way. Whoa. And I'm like, wait a minute. Aren't you currently farming for potatoes? (laughs) Um, Yeah.
4: I think you're just sort of taught that that's the cool way to sound. Yeah. Totally,
0: dude.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Bill and Ted, the Bill and Ted dialect that's left. When I was a teenager, when the actual Valley Girl, when the song came out, Moon Unit Zappa's song, which Mm -hmm. is actually genius if you re-listen to it. um, And then the trend of talking like a quote unquote Valley Girl started. And this was like the early 80s. And everyone went from just regular to like everyone had the most extreme, crazy accent that that was from a song it was like it came out of nowhere and suddenly everyone was talking like it It made my parents insane wow i bet
4: it's so funny that people didn't sound like that before then
3: yeah it's except for in la like in the valley
1: yeah Yeah, that song and then yeah the the uh what well what else started it for me uh yeah i thought of it but then i lost it Anyway, oh, Spicoli. Yeah, that. Oh, I yes, wanted to, Spicoli is I perfect. wanted to yeah. sound like Spicoli when I was young. Yeah. And there was one, there was an older group of guys, and they did have skateboards. And they they went to high school when my sister did those, so it was like uh, mid-80s. And they had a Volkswagen bus and they'd come spilling out of it with their skateboards. And I think I saw him once when I was a kid and I was like, OK, that's the life I want to lead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we had a Volkswagen bus and my <laughs> father, he's in the next room right now. And I hope you can hear me, dad. He sold it right when I got my driver's license and oh, I got a yeah. Ford Escort wagon. <laughs>
2: Loser. Uh, I had a van,
4: a big van. That was my first.
2: See, you had it was kinda like, that at oh. all, buddy.
3: Like I, a Econoline a van. Exactly,
4: Econo. Yeah, a uh, Ford Econoline. It had bunk beds. Uh, bought it. I bought it from my brother for five hundred bucks. Wow. Yes. And uh, it was great. It had a big stencil of Mister T on the side that uh, was inherited. I didn't.
1: Wait, yeah. your brother had put that on there. That's so cool. I, I he did, or somebody else did, or well, your brother—you have a cool older brother. Yeah, yeah. He's in your special. He is. Right? He's a. He's Bad a brother. Big, yeah, he's like the, one of the
4: legends of my hometown. Yeah, mm. but I'm stupid because my last name is Thomas, and so people at school, my teachers would call me Mister T a lot of the time, and I thought it's just because my last name's Thomas, and then I realized, oh, yeah, there's this Mr. T stencil. And then, oh. yeah, that's why we call you Mr. T, you
1: fucking mm. fool. You know yeah, what? Damn. In <laughs> your defense, the fact that you are your name, you, you know, your last name starts with a T. That's where I would go with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Not everyone is glued to the TV watching the A-Team. Right. This and Mr. T's really reading
3: books. <laughs> and is that, is your older brother how you got into skateboarding went?
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he was into all of the things. You know, Pennywise, the the band,
1: Um, Mm -hmm. not the clown. I mean, he liked the clown, too. We loved that clown, that creepy little guy. Yeah. But the clown isn't a lifestyle like Pennywise the band. (laughs) Right.
4: The most boring. I saw Pennywise as, like, a more older guy, and I was like, this is what I like. It's just dudes (laughs) in backwards hats going... This one is for all of your friends. You you have to stay friends with your friends. These punk guys are obsessed with like, no, your friends are your family. <laughs> that kind of yeah yeah, um, you know that kind of thing. And he got me into all, pretty much everything I like now.
0: You know
3: how much older is he?
4: He's five years older. So it was, yeah, that's a good gap. I, jab. I actually just jab. realized, like in therapy, uh, just like a couple weeks ago, that something that I did because. My brother was nice enough to let me hang out with him all the time. Him and all of his older friends go skating and surfing and go to shows and stuff. But they would make fun of me and sort of pick on me all the time because I was like a child. So I would do this thing and my therapist only just recently told me that this is like a was kind of like a problem. It makes a lot of sense, um, which is where I would get into the car and I would think of a thing for them to make fun of me about. And then I would say it. In earnest, like as if it was true. So I'd get into the car and go, you know, it was the early two thousands, so there's a lot of homophobia. Um back then. And I'd get yeah. into the car and I'd go like, Guys, I just wanna suck all your dicks. And then <laughs> they would spend the whole car ride making fun of me for saying that. And then looking back, you know, I was like, I'm in control of this. Yeah. They don't realize that I'm in control. And my therapist was like that's a problem, and that's problem. why it? you're a stand-up comedian.
1: I yeah. oh, because I I look at it and I'm like, wow, you were a smart kid. Your therapist <laughs> could be like, you're oh. even older. You should know better. <laughs> I, to me, that, that I was I was gonna say, good job.
3: Uh, Yeah, you're going through your head as a kid and going, what's the worst thing? Probably, what's the worst thing they could say to me? Yeah, Or what's the most, you know, threatening or upsetting or whatever? And then you say it first. Therefore, it doesn't hurt. And that, you know, anything they try to do doesn't count. Because you're in charge. I love it.
2: Yeah. And the
1: attention is almost... My my sister is six years older, and I also... her, Her friends all wanted to hang out with me, and I thought it was the coolest. And they would... Fully dress me up in my grandma's clothing and and do full makeup on my face and do my hair. And it was the funnest. Actually, at no point was I embarrassed of those photos. Mm -hmm. There are photos where I look like a tiny little woman. And like from my early age, and it was only memories of great times. I gotta find some of those photos. I know we've talked about this, Karen, but there are yes, we have. Yeah, I've tried to get them. Yeah, yeah, it's only the third time I've mentioned it. Like I know we're in season two, but uh, the season one was five years long. Wit and I only have season two, year
3: eight. I have
1: I have uh, have seventeen stories, (laughs) and they all get better with age. I I can't believe
4: I didn't tell that story last time I was on the podcast, <laughs> five years ago.
3: <laughs> I know, when we were in the car. Um, but I think that is such a crucial, I feel like I could always tell kids who didn't have older siblings or cousins or someone around them um, compared to people who did because you get, it's almost like they take you and they beat you up and they insult you and you get kind of seasoned for like the social politics of school Mm -hmm. and you're not like you really do then have that thick skin or that whatever where you can like manage that stuff that I think when it hits kids like when you're the oldest and you can't you don't have any of that you're the one that's like setting the tone for the rest of your siblings or whatever and then school is like this violent awakening i always just was happy because i had cousins that were like eight and ten years older that we would try to get them to like please play war with us please do this and like even if they did agree they would figure out a way to like hit you during the game as part of the game Mm -hmm. or you know what i mean there was always like that kind of thing we're in the same army (laughs) (laughs) yeah stop hitting me i'm on your fucking side but i always just think it's i think it's such an advantage like my niece now is an only child but she has um she has like three older cousins all girls that have been relentlessly mean to her since she was a baby so like she has this kind of like who gives a shit (laughs) She just can handle shit so well where me and my sister was like, wow, she was really cool about that. And it's like, oh, that's right. (laughs) We they were playing a game one time and we went through to see like what the names were. I can't. It was some computer game or something. I can't remember. And they, one of their one of the other older cousins team name was Nora. Nora should die or something insanely violent against my niece and we couldn't stop laughing because they all act like they're like sweet and cute to each other but it's like you know the gloves are off when they're together and then you get that kind of you get pre-bullied so bullying is not it isn't as much of an issue i think yeah you
4: gotta get bonked on the head a couple times before you go to school and you steal some kid's pencil or something yeah yeah then you're over you're done
1: Yeah, you're ruined. Yeah, Yeah. anytime I meet someone, even in an airport, and they're losing it because they're not getting their way, Mm -hmm. I want to yell, "Only child!"
2: (laughs) Yeah,
4: but also when I see those people, I think that that person is somehow happier than I'll ever be in my life. Like (laughs) when they fucking scream at people, screaming at airports is hilarious. Like, but I'm also like, they're tapped into like a. Level of, uh, or they they lack the self awareness to like understand how they affect people. So yeah. they probably yeah. just sleep so peacefully every night, like not right. really thinking about any of the mistakes they've made. Yeah, because
1: I've seen those people lose it and then later on they don't even realize it. And they don't care that later on they're sitting on the airplane in front of everyone who just saw them <laughs> Me- and yes. say, this, this is absolutely ridiculous. When a, It's like, it's not really ridiculous. You just don't maybe fly that often, but uh, planes <laughs> yeah. are canceled, I'd, I would say, 60% of the time. Yeah, Uh, pretty common This is read And then they're sitting on the plane Hey, so where are you going to? Don't try and talk to me (laughs) Everyone on here saw you lose it at the kiosk You weirdo, you only child
3: You're (laughs) you're already the big asshole You're like the kid who threw up in grammar school And you're just the kid who threw up for the rest of
2: school Like, now
3: you're on that plane And you're the dick who yelled about a thing no one can control (laughs) You're a child
2: I always wonder what they
4: think they're going to get from the flight attendant Like, what do you think this person is going to do for be able to do for you? The
1: funny thing is, though, I have seen it work like I'm always like, well, (laughs) I guess that's the way it goes. I'll miss my first show tonight. And uh, and you'd see someone else lose their mind and they they sometimes get what they want in the airport because they're like, let's just quiet this lunatic down. And so sometimes well, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should lose it and pound the desk and kick over some papers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that'd be there's, a karate kick.
3: You must have done that at one point. I I can't imagine you haven't. You haven't had an airport
1: are you explosion. What are you? What are you saying, Karen? <laughs> uh, I've seen
3: you kick <laughs> things for much less reason than a flight getting canceled.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know why I'm so well behaved in an airport. Then uh, I. You never yell. Uh, God, no. Uh, Oh, good. Because there are people everywhere. If I I could get alone with the person, oh, then I'd tell them, (laughs) could you come in the hallway with me? Pardon me, we'll just go in the, this is ridiculous. (laughs)
2: Ridiculous. (laughs) Sorry, I'm yelling.
1: It's just no one's around. It's so freeing.
3: I feel bad because the, uh, and we can use this to segue into wit. How has your quarantine been? But I just read a thing about how now that. Places are trying to reopen. The clientele is so unbearable because no one has manners and everyone's kind of an asshole anymore. Like this this effect of all of us being based desocialized and isolated in our houses. Like now when people go out to dinner, they're just total assholes to the wait staff and the people that, that are like just trying to be there, like doing their best through while we're still in this global pandemic. It's so sad. Oh, yeah. yeah.
4: I have a friend who works at a bar and they said that also people are getting completely like sloshed drunk by 7 p.m. and then yeah. like trying to drive home like people just don't know how to live outside anymore and I did go to a restaurant recently and they said like when I made the reservation we only have two employees so don't be rude or something oh, like that Oh that's no that's a kind of a nice thing, but it's like what did what how did they have to get there? Like people yes. have probably been so mean to them.
1: Yeah, to where yes. it was part of the telephone reservation announcements. Yeah. You know, don't be yeah. mean to our two people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I it it's kinda like, you know, the same reason people OD on heroin. You take a break off and you forget how much You know, your body isn't used to it. And so everyone's like, I can drink again. And they get I've done all these shows where everyone's not only are they drunk, they're around people for the first time and they forget how to act. They're like disruptive. And but I accept it because I'm like, I'm just happy there's an audience saying, go ahead. Treat me terribly.
3: (laughs) Do what you will.
1: (laughs) I'm happy to be here.
3: I'm sure that first buzz, like when you're, you know, one and a half drinks hits you and someone's up there making jokes and you're standing in the dark again, you're like, it's real life. Like, that's the reason I'm an alcoholic is because I have lots of friends who like you get kind of buzzed and then you're like, yeah, and you stop there. And it's like, that's that's the engine for me to start going where it's like, we're going to have the best night of our lives. Yeah. And it's it's Wednesday.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the way things are going, it can only get better.
0: Bottoms <laughs> up.
3: <laughs> Let's do this blackout. <laughs> um, how was your quarantine? What did you have? Uh, what it? What? What are some of your observations now that we're a year and a half in? Yeah,
4: I look um, considerably older. My hair turned <laughs> gray. Truly, that's the main thing I keep thinking about: is that why my hair turned gray in a year. I Those turned are- two. I aged twice, two years.
1: <laughs> it's just sun, it's highlight. You were outside, you were skateboarding. Oh, the yeah. sun lightens right, right. your hair. It's and that in gray. certain <sighs> light, you think you're going gray.
4: <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I
1: aged two full
4: years. At the beginning of lockdown, I was like, okay, my comedy special came out like a week, about a week before lockdown. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow, here comes my life. It's about to change. And I had all these tour <sighs> dates and shit. And then, you know, they whatever, they all got canceled. But and then, you know, it became kind of awkward to tell people like yeah, this national international crisis. But hey, check this. <laughs> Hope you got a subscribe to HBO. Yeah. <laughs> but uh,
3: <laughs> So true.
4: So that took a few months of me like kind of getting out of my head of like stop being a, kind of not to be a brat but just trying really hard to not be bummed out about that. You know, a lot of lockdown yeah. was just like seeing people thrive on the internet and kind of going like how the fuck I gotta figure out how to do that and then realizing like dang it, I don't know how to do that or <laughs> Fuck, I don't I've spent forever trying to figure out how to be a musician and a comedian. And now I got to know how to be good at the fucking Internet. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So
3: that really that is such a that's a good news story in and of itself, because I heard so many people talk about how much they loved your comedy special wit and talk yeah. about how special it was and how different and cool. And I feel like that is such a rip off. You're right. to You get to be bummed and you get to be a brat yeah. because you deserve all the attention and applause and all those articles that, you know, I'm yeah. sure you're imagining thumbing through or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you really do deserve oh. it. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully there'll be some kind of weird second life for it because you're right. That's there's a whole bunch of stuff that just got it just got disappeared into the news cycle of oh, holy shit, this is, there's a new horrible thing happening. Like, it's such a shitty thing to have to, like, to be a victim of. But the cool thing is, first of all, you're on HBO. And secondly, it's for, it's for fucking ever. So, like, we can recommend it and, like, things can happen. You never know. Yeah. But it is such a good special. You're, it was amazing. Yeah, it
1: really is. And we, there were times where, because we were driving back then, we would drive by, Whitmer had billboards in In Los Angeles like that had to be to see a billboard of your special with you on yeah. it had to be pretty exciting but at the same time that's right when you're like damn it this is the billboard's <laughs> there no one's driving by it because they're at home <laughs> right. watering their plants it was really funny because they got
4: stuck up on they were up for like yeah. five months because of <laughs> COVID but no yeah. one was driving in LA it was awesome it felt like I am legend it just, right. <laughs> no traffic nobody on the streets and it was kind of symbolic for me feeling kind of like I've always felt like an outsider you know like I don't belong and then finally I have a billboard just alone on sunset in Dorado. <laughs> the most prominent like east side billboard and I have it but like nobody's driving by and I was like this kind of works for my narrative. <laughs> you know it does. Uh, yeah. it's also
3: a good you know it's a good new chunk because Man. goddamn, you know like i'm sure you're going to be able to write some jokes about because that's real pain and that's like a really shitty kind of injustice yeah that you know i think the best comedians when stuff like that goes on it's just like and now, now you have a new five minute chunk, right? <laughs> like yeah, my, empty, my billboard with no eyes on it. Yeah, right? a fucking ripoff.
1: I think, I think Karen's right. I think uh, you just we got you a new bit. All, All right, right. <laughs> the billboard from I Am Legend. Very relatable. <laughs> Yeah,
3: <laughs> you know, that thing where when you work really hard and you finally get a comedy special. Yeah, people are like, yeah, yeah,
1: Whoa! we've all well, tried for that in this audience. <laughs>
4: no, but yeah, no, I mean, I was like spinning out, but then I s- stopped caring. I was just you know what, the, who fucking cares? I don't know. I'm OK. At least I can pay my rent and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there were stages of us all dealing with this thing and I was having the same thing. I mean, not similar. I didn't have billboards, but I put mine out right at the beginning, too. And I've canceled mm-hmm. my tour also. And I was like, so you feel selfish when you're worried about your thing. Mm-hmm. But then the next stage is, you know, whatever yeah. it is for you.
4: But then you saw the psychopaths who were just acting like it wasn't happening. And
1: like, yeah, yeah.
4: And especially into June and July with the Black Lives Matter protests and stuff, people who were just like going about their lives and posting, like, that. my impression of a person who doesn't know what a table is or something. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, I will fuck these fucking psychopaths. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. the fuck out of here.
3: Yeah. It got serious. I mean, and but also for both of you, I think that it's that horrible lesson of show business, which is like every you guys leveled up and you got to this next level and you had already made up in your mind what it was going to be like. And you can absolutely rest assured anytime you're in that position, show business is going to be like guess what? <laughs> yeah. We're doing something else. Like that's, you know, there's people really successful people and really talented people who have years of stories like that of like, Oh, I, my pen was on the paper to sign to be the lead in this blah, blah, blah. Yeah, movie. yeah. And then whoever called and said, I'd like to do it instead. I mean, that's, this town is, you know, is paved with broken <laughs> dreams. <Right. laughs> and you're like, that. you're both in the game. You know what I mean? It's like, you're both in it. You can't get your heart broken if you're not in it. So it's good. It's good to have a broken heart.
1: Yeah, I've always, I've always said, I'm not excited about something till the actual check for having done it is in my pocket. But in this case, you know, if there's a pandemic, that doesn't even matter either. (laughs) 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 I was like, oh shit, I didn't factor that in. Yeah. Yeah, It's hard. It was hard. I
4: couldn't even imagine a pandemic. I didn't even, when people were like COVID, I was like, who's a, what's a, Corona? (laughs) Yeah.
3: What you talking about we I remember reading the article and sending my friends the article because we had just all had lunch together, and we were making some plan like, oh, we should do this once a month or something like that, and then I just sent everyone the article that was one of the first ones of like mysterious um you know v- virus, the coming out of the Wuhan uh, mm-hmm. uh I was going to say Delta. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The, you know, whatever province, uh, whatever it was. And uh, sending that article and being like, too bad we can't meet next month because our eyes are going to be bleeding or something like that. Because every time I've seen a thing like this kind of start, like SARS or bird flu, or there's been things like that that have threatened Mm -hmm. um, over the years. So I just was like, it's just going to be another thing like that, that they just kind of like handle and keep out and we'll all be fine. And as we know, (laughs) it's not that at
1: all. Do you guys know Andy Smith is the, The
3: Mm -mm. the stand up comic? Yeah.
1: And she's great. But she also did like my, the album, the layout for my first album and stuff. She's, she was working at Rooftop, but I've known her a while. And she, out of no, I, I had heard in the background mentions of everything, but she sent me on Twitter, like, you have to, uh, tape a grid in your house and stay six feet away from people. I thought she was going crazy. She listed everything that was to be announced, uh, not for another couple months. And I was like, I kind of, am so sorry. I kind of don't know what you're talking about. And I don't believe like, (laughs) and then as everything started happening, I'm like, Oh, Okay a genius with a with a crystal ball how did you know she was warning me way early on and i wow. i still haven't followed up to one thank her or to how did you know that I, I I bet
3: she's related to a doctor yeah I bet you or something because my sister yes. has the same kind of connection where my sister sent me the n45 or 54 whatever the mask yeah she was telling um, me about the masks yeah yeah my sister sent me the masks in February because she has a friend you know like that she has a close related doctor who was just kind of like uh, out of the side of their mouth being like get ready for this do this make sure you have this which is the creepiest but I want to say this really Quick. Andy Smith, I'm sure she still does comedy. Yeah. is truly hilarious. one of the best stand ups. She's really great. I, I love yeah, watching her yeah. do stand up if you've yeah. never seen her.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah, that's first and foremost. I just also she happens <laughs> to be a good graphic designer and made uh, my album art. But uh,
3: and she tried to save your life. Yeah, you need and to text her today. I know. Chris. I know. I was like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually didn't even answer the last one. Sorry, I'm a little
3: busy right now <laughs> dealing with the things you were warning me about.
0: <laughs> uh. We
3: should. We should actually have her on. That's you should text her and say be on the show. That Sorry wit. Now we're just doing yeah, like Yeah, that. we're doing a little okay. business. She sounds real... cool. She sounds cool. <laughs> uh, with you It's have... just sitting there like, "Excuse me, I have other projects uh... to discuss." <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> but you many like other projects.
3: You like <laughs> me with
1: you started skateboarding more during Yeah. Uh, I started right? skating all the time. Me and Chris
4: have gone during covid i guess maybe that was on the other end of it but like i got better at skating than i've ever been that yeah, was kind yeah, of me the too. saving grace for for my mental health yeah um, and started playing a lot of music and at one point i was like i don't think i'm gonna do comedy ever again and then I was, right. well, you know, obviously things open, started to open back up. And I did one show like two weeks ago
1: and I was like, oh, never mind. I like that yeah, is yeah. my favorite thing in the <laughs> world. Yeah. It takes yeah. one show and it's like, oh, I forgot this is part of my identity. Right. Yeah. Right.
3: Now, are you doing sorry to ask this question, but now I'm being serious. Are you doing TikTok? or tucker characters on stage impressions of tiktokers on stage oh no, i had that. maybe i should <laughs> please, do that. please please, please yes, start abso- absolutely yeah. just you let people really, know
1: you could pull it off i want
3: to write <laughs> i want to write this bit with you be like i know not everyone's on tiktok it's kind of young so i'm just gonna let you know the stuff that's going on on tiktok and oh that's like, a great idea <laughs> yeah. the guy that does here's ways to laugh and be attractive <laughs> that's, that's so funny and stupid. I need my
4: hair to grow a little bit longer because they have these like really perfect bangs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this like, oh man. It's a, it's pretty bleak. So scrolling through TikTok is pretty bleak, but then every now and you'll, you'll get, like, a baby with cheese stuck on its face. And <laughs> yeah. you're like, well, that makes it all worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. you scroll for, like, another hour until you get to, like, a goat that's stuck in a market.
1: Or- yeah, Any, ba- anything stuck on a baby or an animal, I, I, I do, like, I realize the videos I've liked the most lately are TikTok, and it doesn't have to be... A dance or a lip sync or nah. a kid with bangs teaching you how to laugh to girls. There's some pretty I I I gotta get on there. I'm gonna
3: get Chris, on TikTok. I swear. Here's <laughs> can I just tell you? Yeah. Uh I'll just write bits for everybody. Here's yours for TikTok get your ass out in that front yard and take videos of Bambi with her tongue out with the babies. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's all, that's all you need in a, in a viral video. Yeah. No, it's like an interesting tongue out animal. And all
1: I've been doing is little Instagram videos of like, here's a deer outside my window. And that's, I don't add any comedy. Who am I? (laughs) Who do I Nobody think wants them. Yeah. You got to get the tongue it. out, dear. And, and yeah. Karen,
4: for you, you got that song that's like, look at your phone. The look yes. at your phone song. You put that onto TikTok.
2: <gasps> yeah. People
4: will start making videos. Young girls, 17-year-old girls will start making videos about being bored and then having to look at their phone. Yes. And then your song will become a chart-topping hit because that's how, how all music becomes popular now is, They'll pay these TikTokers to make um, videos of like you're right. little
1: nonsense. Ooh, yeah,
3: that's a good idea.
1: The, yeah. Like the day that uh, Bo Burnham special came, he has some Jeffrey Bezos song that is a catchy. All the songs are good. I actually really like his special. He writes great songs. Uh, He's really,
3: really good. I saw that
1: song being used all over TikTok, like within the week. Jeffrey oh, yeah. Bezos.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. It's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Wit's right.
2: Wit's right.
3: Wit. You right. have permission to take my song on there and be the first 17 year old girl that does it, and then yeah. start the you start the trend. Okay. I'll you're the it. only TikToker I know.
1: I'll put you are Right. You're in the process of doing a music album, right, Wit?
4: Yeah, I'm in the recording studio uh we're taking a week off but i'm right now that's what i've been doing nice Uh, just like yeah my friend melina is producing it she's goes performs under the moniker j Som. um Mm -hmm. and she's producing it but uh, yeah so a lot of what happened is like i just started writing a lot of music some of it more comedy leaning and some not what you know, not too different than what I already do, but yeah, but I stopped with like synthesizer music because that music was fun to write, knowing that I would then be going on tour. Yeah. Or going on, be, and you yeah. like, <laughs> are dancing and stuff, to yeah. it. but writing that like alone in my room <laughs> is not as fun. It was more depressing than anything. So I just kind of went back to just playing like guitar. And that's more the. Um vibe of the new music and that's why i was very grateful that i had that because uh and then the lockdown happened because to be honest if i would have gone on tour right at the beginning of lockdown i probably would have just done a bunch of half-written jokes and songs and maybe people would have gone maybe not i don't know maybe people would have been like yeah it's not this didn't seem very well thought out or planned but because of covid i kind of had to sit and really like think about what I would would do.
1: You wouldn't have gone out and done the material from the golden one. No. And that was kind of
4: a weird realization is like, Oh wait, because I'm the people who put out my music are called their The label's called hardly art and they they don't, they've never done a comedy album. And so they were like, hold up. You don't, you perform. Now you go on tour and do the golden one. And yeah. I was like, no, that's not how comedy works. I already burned it. I did it already. It <laughs> out. And they were like, fuck. Damn it. We were planning on like you going out and supporting this album. And I'm like, I don't think people want to hear it again.
1: No, I don't know. Whit. I think you can do you don't whatever know. you want with comedy. <laughs> I, I really do. Like, if, it, if you know people are going to like it. I don't think as comics, we think people are going to get mad if it's uh, something that they heard on an album But if it that soon after you're spe- You can keep doing that stuff You don't have to I'm telling this to you and to me You don't have <laughs> well, to retire you. all that material no. Uh, especially
3: with music, because the mu- the music part is a different. Yeah. Uh, the experience is different, and so yes, it's good to always be like push yourself and always be making new stuff. But like those people, especially now, it's the perfect setup because yeah. the people that did see the special or didn't get to engage in it in yeah. any way, it's like it's this. That's the second chance, and it that's that true. is
1: the different part with me. I want to hear those songs you did on your special, yeah, and I don't want you to. Uh retire them so see now you have all this new material because we just gave you permission to
3: keep doing it Uh, that's
1: (laughs) what I was fishing for yeah well (laughs) you just caught a big old bass that's (laughs) your
3: new album fishing for permission
1: (laughs) that's a great that's pretty good Good one, Karen. That is
3: really <laughs> good. Yeah, thanks. Fish thanks a lot. For
1: permission.
3: <laughs> Sorry, I did the accent. That's no. not right. Hey, that's, that's not what, right to do to a Southerner. That's
1: what fishermen sound like. They sound <laughs> Southern no matter where they're from.
4: Every time I do it, my Southern accent, I'll go like, hey, y'all, what's everybody doing? Which is just kind of my voice, but in Southern mm-hmm. Like... Don't go down there. That's what I used to sound like. The reason I stopped having a southern accent or like a real one is because when I I saw a video of myself when I was like 14, it was a skate video and I'm trying to get my buddy to ollie off of the loading dock and I go Dude, just do it. Don't be a bitch. And I was like... I, that was, I heard my voice, and I was like, I can't talk. i got
2: to fix this. Like,
4: but so anytime I do it, that voice, people will comment online. They'll be like, you're doing Zach Galifianakis, or It's like,
1: oh, you're doing like
4: Seth Galifianakis. It's like, yeah. it's funny that the – well, I guess he does that on this TV show, too. Uh, but yeah, yeah. the high-pitched Chip Southern TV, guy yeah. – yeah yeah his high-pitched southern guy is absolutely reserved it's like his thing you know yeah and it's wild because there's a lot of people who sound like that and that's why it's so good is because it's so relatable but i'm like holy shit like if i just sounded like my natural voice, like if I would have never altered my accent growing up, I would just sound like Chip
3: Baskets. <laughs> you should grow. You should grow a big beard. Yeah. <laughs> like, just be doing Zach directly, like yeah. if they're gonna say it anyway. Just
4: yeah. Do it. The, oh my god. Yeah.
3: I remember the first time I saw a, a, a stand-up. Set when I very first started, it was like the third time I had done stand up, and my voice was pitched up like this like it's that thing <laughs> I see people do it all the time, men and women, where you kind of pitch your voice up as if to say, Please don't hurt me, like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, what? Um, do you guys like this thing or whatever? And then soon after that video, where I was like, I can't believe I talk like, I almost sounded like a like i was in high school or younger and then i saw janine groffalo on half hour comedy hour and she her whole thing was this and so then i started talking as deeply as i could without like basically hurting my throat (laughs) (laughs) because it was like oh that's what i want to be like her i don't want to be like you know whatever i thought i naturally was like i mean dude
4: if you want to see a guy flailing um you gotta watch videos of me when I was in Australia (laughs) I did like some like late night Australia sets and I was bombing all over the place in Australia not having any good shows and so Mm. I started doing an impression of an American but like (laughs) thinking like okay just be really confident sort of lean into that you're from Alabama like be big and and like don't basically don't be yourself at all (laughs) and it's so fucking embarrassing it's like yikes it's really weird um for all your listeners if you see these videos just know that i know
3: But what are you supposed to do? Like, here's the thing. This that makes me think of when I did colleges. When I first moved to LA, um, I did colleges for money, and I that's all I did was eat it. And I remember, like, I had gone and done one, and it was so terrible. And it was I didn't have enough material. I wasn't good enough uh, for like you know a bunch of 19 year olds who think they know everything or whatever. And I remember coming back and being in a full panic and being at a party with a bunch of comics, and they're like. Uh, people were telling me I could take entire chunks of theirs. They're like, yeah, just do whatever you want. Like, just survive, like get <laughs> through it, because this is like no one gives a shit. I remember Karen Anderson being like, you can take that whole chunk if you want to, because I was telling her about. Talking about a similar thing out of pure panic of just like going on to a similar topic, she goes, "Take that whole chunk. I don't care." (laughs) Like it was, it's a thing of like when you're alone touring and eating it consistently. There's nothing worse in the world. Whatever people end up doing, it's like I'm sure that's how a lot of people ended up being ventriloquists or like (laughs) you know what I mean, like a a magic a a comic that also does magic because like it's you're truly dying on stage, (laughs) like you're you're fighting for your life.
4: Yeah, it was a nightmare. (laughs) It was hell. It was awful, and I'm glad there's like documented evidence of like me just like really
1: struggling. I, yeah, I'm getting quiet, realizing with myself that I've I've been doing stand up a lot, kind of saying to myself, well, I'm going to win him over with my reggae chunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just kind of realized what was happening. Uh, that's my it's- magic on a cruise ship.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> it works though, Chris. You oh, it's, can't uh, deny well, You know what?
1: I can't deny can't that. Deny it. After I do it, I feel it's like getting baptized or getting dipped into an ice bath or whatever people do. I feel terrific afterwards <laughs> when I do reggae for people. And I'm all sweaty because I'm nervous. I'm really putting myself out there. Because it's, oh, yeah, it's a misappropriation of a whole culture. So that puts my back against the wall. I'm like, <laughs> if I say the wrong thing or make fun of it in the wrong way, I'm really in trouble. So at the end, my back's all sweaty. I love reggae music. <laughs> I would not have said that a couple years ago.
3: See, the, to, con- to congratulate both of you, because what you're saying is it, when you're eating it or when you're in a pinch on stage, what you do is tr- you try and wow. you put in an effort and you're like, what kind of show do you want? Then I'll give you what you want. Whereas when I start to eat it on stage, I like to then begin to kind of hold forth on how comedy is dead. And I just basically like shut the entire fucking (laughs) evening down. I I might as well turn the lights out. It's so shitty. I do
1: it too. It's yeah. so shitty. No, like I love. Well, I've I've seen you do that when you had your show with April at the Improv, and I'm like, yeah, I want to <laughs> do that too. And then I go on stage in a bad mood. Here, here's something Karen didn't mention. Audiences are dead. I wish this one was. <laughs> that's,
4: that's what right. I like now about playing music because people are just sort of forced to clap, and then you gotta go. Yes, that's it. Yeah, doing bits like elaborate sort of bits that involve a prop. People feel guilty, and and you know they got yes. then you gotta get out of there. Yes, that's awesome. I mean, that's a that's so cool. Huh?
3: And you're they are totally trapped. Yeah, and they have to regard you. I mean, that's the that's the thing that I used said. Oh, Chris was the hardest thing for me when I would do. My songs was starting the song and knowing this isn't going to be over for like three minutes yeah. and everyone's just going to listen to me the whole time. Maybe hopefully laugh, but for the most part, I'm, they just have to listen. It's oh, just, yeah. it's very difficult. If
1: you're used to laughs, I guess, but I did just listen. <laughs> I would just listen to you and, and to Wit because you guys actually make good songs. thanks and i don't listen to music i like and laugh at them (laughs) you know what i mean
4: that's you know yeah i I know what you mean And sometimes i'm like a lot of the greatest musicians if they were to like tell stories in between their songs just a quick little anecdote about what they're about to sing yeah those songs would then become the like the greatest comedy songs yeah yeah (laughs) like that nothing but flowers by talking heads like if David Byrne was like, what's with, why, that was there walking around <laughs> on a parking lot and, or walking around a field and now there's a, a, a pizza hut.
1: There or had some joke about it yeah, or something. Yeah. and then he was like oh, and then he wiggled his knees <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes
4: have you ever seen one of those guys with huge shoulders and a small head the best <laughs> callback of all time shows up right yeah. like all of these people if they just did stand up they'd yeah. be if they the best just showman
1: <laughs> told they a destroy. joke, yeah, told yeah. a little talking after the chorus in that song. Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? God, do you ever feel like heaven is a place where nothing ever really happens? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I like David Byrne talks out of the side of his mouth as a (laughs) stand-up comic. (laughs) He's one of the more subtle stand-up comics. Yeah, guys, you know. Well, imagine so.
4: Like, I feel guilty about playing music and doing the same thing. Oh, people are going to listen to this song for three minutes, and they're I like expect them to clap. But imagine (laughs) being one of those comedians where your whole thing is that you have like a hot take about. Feminism or something, Yeah. where it's like, <laughs> yeah, I think there's a reason. You know what, feminism? Then it's like that guy is delusional. He's like, I'm gonna, I got such a good idea that I'm gonna make people listen to it for yeah. <laughs> three minutes, and people do though. Is the thing people That's love it.
3: All of comedy, it's all of comedy. Right now, it's comedy, right
4: now though, like the comedians who are really like top, top of their game, uh. The big guys are mostly just kind of complaining. Yeah. yeah. Like that's a lot of what like the most successful comedy in the last few years is is just people just like kind of crying into a microphone. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. They're strong. They look strong. <laughs>
3: they're, they're streaming on uh, on four different channels talking about how they've been silenced. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, there's right, a lot of that. Yeah. that real ironic oh, yeah. complaining.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. That's a future comedy. We have to complain more and start lifting weights. Wit. <laughs>
3: yeah. Beef I up, should. boys.
1: Beef up. It's time to beef up. It's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Karen Uh, Whitmer uh, skates with uh, this one of my favorite skateboarders that kind of took a break and then came back and he does a lot of it. And then Whitmer skating with a uh, Spanky Long all the time. And I'm like super jealous. <gasps> so one day I skate in this curb spot and Spanky was there. It was just me and him and some other guy taking pictures of him. And I just went up to him and I was like, "I'm friends with Whitmer." <laughs> He's like, "Oh yeah, that guy's great," and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> see you later."
4: <laughs> it was a oh, yeah. He told me he told me about that.
1: Oh did, well, yeah. Well, maybe it wasn't that awkward. I did explain why I was bothering him, but uh, yeah, that that guy. Well, well he's so a, a nice no. Yeah, he's, he's a, a nice skater. status. Yeah. Skaters the are exciting, but trust They're... me, from my perspective it was very awkward and I just said, "I'm friends with wit. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> then I went back and said, "Sorry, that was weird. Uh, my name's Chris." <laughs> No, did you? Yeah, yeah. Well, we were. Skate- you
3: circled back around.
1: We were skating the same spot. Otherwise, I'd, oh, okay. be, I'd okay. then stand next to him and be like, <laughs> "Remember a minute ago? Never mind. I can't look at you." <laughs> 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 You're like, "Sir, I'm trying to eat in this restaurant. And, Please move away." And he skates with that. Tim Robinson, who put it, he's got the new episode of I Think You Should Leave. That guy, oh, you see yeah. It? yeah, is very good at skateboarding. And I don't. Yeah, is he, he very good? Yeah, yeah he does frontside flips, big ones. Oh yeah, he's really good. He is great. He's a great. Great guy. Does, good do you skater. get the impression he doesn't skate that often? He's just got that ability, or? Oh uh, no, he skates a lot. He skates um, a lot. Okay. A few times
4: a week. Okay, great. now okay. He quit that's- for a while.
1: Though. I needed to hear that. Yeah, yeah. That's what everyone did. Everyone's coming back. Oh yeah! that's I what love was great about COVID. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <they started laughs> is that we all again. get to
3: make this return. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim Robinson is so funny yeah, and so good and I think you should leave is so fucking funny and insane it's just and I love how much people love it Yeah, Yeah. like people are people just love it like my friend called me after it premiered and wanted to talk about Cough and Flop like it's a you know what I mean it's like a real thing and he's so deserving of that kind of total devotion like he's such a good guy cool guy yeah oh yeah
4: He's funny like nobody else is. And the other day I was talking to a buddy like, bam! so many people are going to start copying Tim Robinson now
1: because he's the first I've guy seen to put out a TV show.
4: Yeah. That is like purely silly guys. But then I was, I started to, I continued to think and I was like, that's probably okay. (laughs) Yeah. People (laughs) just going full blown silly again is like, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
1: It is. Yeah. I've already seen it. I've seen it a lot just on people's videos. I'm like, oh, that guy's trying really hard to be Tim Robinson right now.
0: Yeah.
4: If he, but if he inspires people to, uh, be like dumbasses, then hell.
3: I mean, you know. That sketch that started with him spoiler alert with a hot dog hidden up his sleeve trying to eat it during yeah. a meeting. Oh my is god. It's just like I'm in that. I'm I in, I in, think... in that sketch. Are, yes. Are you, yes, I'm so I was sorry. Say, are you really no, it doesn't the board look, meeting, I yeah. don't
4: look like myself. No, Do, is people, your hair
3: slicked back or something? My it hair is so...
4: slicked down and like very perfect perfectly combed and I'm wearing like <laughs> businessman. I got so
1: excited that I'm like That you brought up the hot dog sleeve And I was like what's in that Shit and I was like he'll say It I don't need to
3: say it Can I just say for one second that I Thought this second we started talking about this I thought maybe I remembered that you Were in it but then I know Andrew Michonne is in it and I was Mm -hmm. like Are you are you mixing up the Young blonde comedians that you you know Like don't uh, don't be that person Are
1: you confusing yourself with Andrew (laughs) The other skateboarder
3: so how you did know. you... Do you wanted to give us a little background? Were you friends with him or what... How did you get into that? Yeah.
4: Um, that part, well, you know, I'm barely in it for a hot minute. And you're not the only person who's, like, telling me about that sketch. And then I'm like, you know I'm that. I
0: mean, <laughs>
4: that's you. And then they, they like, make, they go and pause it on me. And they're like, this doesn't look anything like you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I have this effect where if, like, I wear glasses or if I, like, comb my hair. To be honest, I don't even have blonde hair. I have brown hair but people see me as having blonde hair all the Mm -hmm. time they Mm -hmm. like imagine me with blonde hair so uh, most of the time usually you know like every gathering i go to someone will come up to me and be like did you dye your hair brown yeah oh that's (laughs) funny there's just i have this effect to where like i'm a complete stranger (laughs) all the time so like
3: because you're a good actor because you're a very, very good actor. No, I'm not being sarcastic. I saw that movie that you made, that short film, with where the, you were the creepy the poolside boy, boyfriend.
1: Yeah, that my my, uh, my friend's mom, or what's it called? My my daughter's, daughter's boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> my daughter's boyfriend. This is Close. <laughs> I was so close. <laughs> my friend's mom. My friend. My mom. daughter's boyfriend. Yeah, I was confusing but, it with the Blink 182 song. <laughs> I was just
3: surprised when I saw that. I think I told you this already, but when I saw that that you, you really are a great actor. To the point where I think you're right in that, like, neutrality is kind of the key. Cause then you're just going in, like, I didn't recognize you because as I know, Wit he wouldn't be in a boardroom. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why would yeah. he be at a marketing meeting or whatever that, the whole that yeah, meeting yeah, was? Yeah.
4: That's true. And now I, I totally feel you. And I, 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 I got casts because probably because I'm friends with Tamma, to be honest. I, I don't know. He didn't text me about it or anything. I, I, it's the cat, you know, that ate my agent it was like, yeah. You want this, yeah. but I'm I'm not seen for like most of the sketch until I have a line. My whole side of the table is, and I'm worried that 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 is because I was laughing.
1: Yeah, yeah, so funny
4: through the entire shoot. Even when the camera wasn't on me, when it was on me, I was I was like, how are the fuck are they going to cut well, this together? You,
1: it takes a comic to know how to play. The other side of a sketch like that. And that's what I noticed about the first season or even the his characters thing. I was like right away. It's like, God, the supporting cast of all these sketches is so good at playing the straight man that clearly they are also funny enough to realize, oh, I have to just earnestly react like, I don't know if I'm, I'm explaining that correctly, but that I've I've been impressed with everyone in in that show. Oh, yeah. Like,
4: yeah, no, I felt really unprofessional because all of the other actors in that were real actors and they maybe some of them were Tim's friends or, you know, fellow comedians. But like they were playing they were not laughing
1: yeah
4: as as i was <laughs> but i was sat right across from him and would was looking at the tip of the hot dog <laughs> you know, the
3: how, how do you not laugh yeah, yeah, Like,
4: yeah. how
3: do you not laugh at that and he yeah. kept looking at
4: something that's not in it and i don't think he cares that i say but he kept looking at me or whoever was around and going this is a really good meeting
2: <laughs> <laughs> well
4: yeah, this is so funny This is
1: one of the best meetings I've ever been to
2: He's truly
3: my favorite So yes. good
1: Yeah, I watched that with my nieces And when he was walking with his eyes I didn't quite get it when his arm was just And my nieces were like Oh my god, the hot dog's in his sleeve And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh god yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. So Delightful. Good. Yeah. Good for kids is my point. My sixteen year old nieces, they loved it.
4: Oh, I bet. Yes. Yeah. If I was like a child when this came God. out, and I would be obsessed with it. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah.
4: Big
3: time. Because it is the it's like there's It's all things It's like they're Really good concept Like just the concept Of a sketch of a guy That was trying to eat A hot dog during An important meeting Is so (laughs) funny and stupid (laughs) And then of course The extreme he takes it to The extreme he takes Everything to Everything becomes Like a a mud pie And a fucking You shit in this And whatever And it's just like It's the feeling of like When your parents Are having a dinner party Downstairs and all the kids Are in a room upstairs And you start like Running around or whatever and there's no supervision until everyone's kind of out of their mind that's what it makes me feel like when I'm watching it and how it feels when I'm laughing at it it's just like we're gonna get in trouble it's it's just hysteria almost it's so So fucking good I love that stuff
1: yeah I love the silliness too but also yeah I could not I just want to bring it back to your special I actually watched that and I was like tearing up it's so, yeah. like, heartfelt and serious in times. I Don't think that... So then, of course, we're going to appreciate straight-up silliness.
0: Yeah, because... that's more my
4: line, That I, I prefer that. As far as me making comedy goes, it's like, I found sort of that, like, I, I'm i there... I have, um, am the opposite of mysterious as a comedian or as a <laughs> artist. Like, I just want people, too. I, I'm like, okay, I'm writing a song. Let's see if I can uh, teach people everything about me in three minutes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't... I'm not one of those guys who is able to, like, go on stage and I have to tell people that, like, ah, oh, my my parents, my dad split, and my mom is dead. And then also, let me sprinkle in a joke about how I fucking clog the toilet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, first I have to kind of... Oh, yeah, know, this is... Teach people a little bit about
1: me. We're all part yeah. of the... We all are part of the Dead Moms Club. That's... that's oh, yeah. What a cool meeting. Yeah, you're not... But someone could do that, and you could tell they're doing it as a... You're just naturally open, so it doesn't right. come off like... I gotta mention this and this and this. You're just that's what you talk about. It's great. Also
3: no, right. it's it's a style. It makes me think of like when you guys used to host that show at power, that black box power theater. Violence. Power violence that feels like it was 20 years ago, but mm-hmm. it's this it is a style of uh it's like deconstructing stand-up in a way where it's like, right, I'm about to do this and everything, but also I'm gonna do what I want. It's yeah. very punk rock skateboardy kind of. I it's I always have that tendency where it's like, right, I walked out here, you clapped for three more seconds, then your clapping died down. You're expecting me to do this thing. I am not going to do that yeah. because you need to know that I'm I'm in charge and this is my fucking 15 minutes and I don't care to do the things everyone else is doing. And like there, to me that is, it's kind of a, aesthetic in standup where there's some people who are like you that it automatically means you're not good at stand-up comedy and it's like no it's yeah i think there's something else going on that's like it makes me more excited because i'm like fucking up my own set before i start yeah or or going i'm gonna set this pace that is a mm-hmm. different thing it's going to be more personal it's going to be more casual and it's my pace i'm i'm gonna have the guts to set it and i think it's you know it's good
1: yeah it's important. you're right yeah I, yeah. i just
3: like
4: putting on a show like I, I honestly a lot of times i don't you know i don't really care if it's like super funny when i'm watching somebody i just want to feel like i was like super entertained and i'm like i'm not looking for like they had 14 perfectly crafted jokes yeah yeah, yeah. i just kind of want to be like super entertained which i think is why sometimes it's really fun to watch a friend bomb yeah, yeah, no. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, spe- and power violence like that was like probably ten years ago. When uh, well, you were a, you
1: kept doing it at the satellite, which unfortunately yeah. is closed. But yeah, that show got really big. That, after well, that the, the, the,
4: that was like we got lucky because we just didn't know what we were doing. We were a band, and then everybody made fun of us. Looking back, we were so confident because. Y'all were headlining comedians who made a living in comedy, and we were so brave to be like, hey, Chris, here's, uh, we're gonna give you some chalk, and would you for like 10 minutes draw things? oh yeah, yeah that was oh, yeah. And yeah,
1: then Karen, yeah, it was fun yeah I yeah. forgot about I that I have a
4: photo of that somewhere oh, just yeah. like drawing and then Karen would be like you have to pick which one of us to go out on a date with oh
3: yeah I remember that and and we, too, had, I we drew it. all yeah. these
4: pictures of you
3: <laughs> I still have one of those pictures makes me laugh so hard because whoever drew it uh, my eyes are really big and my boobs are really round it almost <laughs> looked like someone used like a peanut butter jar lid <laughs> it was just like that was that was my favorite I've never comedy is always has always been so painful to me or so like uh and that was like I remember standing on stage and just being like this is a whole new generation of comedy where like people are truly romancing you as you're doing your set or before or after
4: so hilarious totally yeah I I mean we would do like We did a bit where we gave our friend Clay a bath on stage with Dr. Pepper at the (laughs) beginning of the show. And so the whole floor was like sticky, very sticky. Mm -hmm. And I think about it and laugh all the time because Natasha Legero went out after that and her high heels were sticking to the (laughs) stage. And she didn't watch the beginning because she was backstage and she was like, what? is wrong with the
1: floor. And then everyone's <laughs> the laughing at her for not watching yeah. the beginning of the show. Yeah. And so
4: I now every time I'm sitting backstage, I look at the stage and I look at the comedian on the stage and I imagine if their feet were getting
2: <laughs> stuck to the <laughs> floor, and it makes me laugh. It's
4: so hard. And like we didn't have we didn't think about that at all. Like what if the what if the comic who's like really trying to work out their material for their job is annoyed because their feet are sticking. Nah. to
3: then <laughs> oh, that's sad for that comic yeah. because their job is to have their feet stuck to the floor and right. and say something funny about it. Yeah. Like well, she <laughs> wasn't. She was,
4: She was totally cool. But
3: yes, just, of course, she's think the, think most, about the funniest. Time. She's probably just pissed about her, her shoes getting dirty. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. nice shoes. You really fucked up those shoes, Wit.
3: Yeah, expensive, expensive, <laughs> expensive
1: shoes. Well, when do you when do you think, or I don't know, do you know when you're gonna be done with your album, your music album you're working well, on? Oh,
4: probably by the end of August. We're just we just oh, have a cool. couple more little days. Spring. We got to record some drums and some extra vo- vocals. Well, everyone yeah. should
1: look out for that because with the songs on your special, I really like. They were in my head for a long time. They're really good. It was like I don't know what you would. Comp- synth uh, the synth i'm not saying it because of the synth but they reminded me of what do you i hate like labeling music but it uh, like i just call it like dark wave synth dark wave, wave. yeah the yeah wave. i like dark wave okay i like dark <laughs> wave yeah melodic uh 80s thanks bro. So, i love and it. thank
0: y'all for having me this 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 uh
4: podcast every now and again i'll just see a tweet that says like oh my god the kidnapping just listen to do you need a ride oh, yeah what talks Whitmer Thomas kidnap story yeah yeah <laughs> and I'm like holy shit that's where I first told that story like, yeah. is that true yeah it was or I mean I had probably told it before but I think that was the first time I ever told it publicly
2: yeah,
3: huh. I, pr- I think I saw you tell it at Meltdown and then was like, I need you to. Yeah, it seems kind of
1: yeah. weird to say, but it, after you listen to this episode, listen to the first time Whitmer was on our podcast as an accompaniment because, <laughs> man, we covered some shit. That door to door sales stuff. Oh, there was some good stuff in that episode. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. Oh, man. Well, uh, wow. thank Thanks for being on, buddy. And let's go skateboarding. And uh, yeah,
3: it's nice to see you. I haven't seen you in so long Wes. Yeah, it's good seeing
4: y'all, too. I miss uh, seeing y'all. I mean, I see Chris. So mostly I miss
1: Karen. No offense, Chris. No, it's OK. Thanks. Yeah, I'm around. I'm os-
3: I mostly miss you, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you
1: yeah. have to hang with you all soon. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to your music album.
3: Oh, uh, wait. About- do you want to plug your yeah, podcast yeah. or do you- or a show of any kind?
4: Oh, yeah, I got um, I go on tour in December. None of those dates are announced yet. So, yeah, I mean, that's not helpful. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I have a podcast called American Arts and Culture Review. Just me and my buddies who are in power violence with me. And we just talk about, uh, you know, being going to see a movie, being
1: hungry. Um, American cuts. Arts and
3: Culture. Yeah. yeah just American like the title. <laughs> yeah.
1: So check that out. Awesome. Hey, everyone. I have an album coming out on August 3rd called the Rescue Cactus Album. Some of the material is the second night of recording uh, from when I did my special. A lot of it's all new. Get it? Uh, It's on 800-pound Gorilla Records, and it's wherever you can find your music, iTunes and everything. So enjoy it and thank you. Well, thanks for being on, friend. Good to see you again. Karen, my other friend. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N-A-R! A-R!
2: Are you leaving? Or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim, give us a time and date. Terminal and gate, we want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home, tell us all about it, were you scared or was it fine? Mouth horn. <laughs>
1: Uh, With Karen and Chris. (laughs) That's how you make a horn sound if you want a girl to like you.